of Christmas. Welcome to another episode of Misfits on Vinyl. Merry fucking Christmas. My name is Spencer Straker. I'm an actor, comedian, and one of your tits. My name is Aaron. I am also a Christmas tit this year. You're a Christmas tit. Um, I have provided us with very expensive accessories for this episode from the Dalla of the Rama. I'm touching my head nipple right now as <laughs> yeah, we speak. You're sticking straight up. You're erect. I am erect. <laughs> I am. Uh, call me uh, a new building because I was erected. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or on the holiday theme. Um, you were resurrected like Jesus Christ. That's true. Yes. It, didn't he resurrect at Easter, though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Catholic school, it's all a blur. <laughs> it's all a blur to me. All the Sunday schools, <laughs> it's all a blur. I'm, I'm pretty sure that he was, uh, I'm pretty sure he, he was, was born. Just, yeah, he was born <laughs> yeah. the, uh, on Christmas Day. I wish everybody celebrated when I was born. Yeah, no shit, eh? Yeah. Uh, It gets sadder each year. Yeah, I know. It's like, I don't even want to celebrate when I was born every year. And it's a bummer because, like, (laughs) I feel like it's still an important day. Yeah. I mean, if if neither of us were born, there would not be the number one English-speaking music history podcast in Chile. How different the world would be. The world would be broken. Yeah, Uh, true. Who knows where uh, the world would be at that point? (laughs) 9-11 never happened. 9-11 never happened. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Gaza Strip would be a whole thing. <laughs> Norm Macdonald would still be alive. Norm Macdonald would be alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, he literally only died because we started doing a podcast. <laughs> it's, true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He'd be still be racking in the gambling millions he was taking in. And losing just as much. Yeah. Yeah, I watched uh, whatever, The Dark Side of Comedy on HBO. Um, there was an episode about Norm. Oh, is it newer? Yeah, it was new. Yeah, Ooh. they have a, it's a second season of the show, but they spotlight a comedian every episode yeah yeah they talked about norm and how norm one time just threw sixty thousand dollars into the ocean <laughs> just, he's like well i'm gonna lose a gambling so i might as well just throw it in the ocean which you know what that's the way to do it <laughs> just completely accept the fact that you need to give up yeah pretty much your kitty is going wild my cat's going fucking bonkers batshit bananas don't press, going... don't press no buttons yeah she did that the other day hey don't bite me you little fuck I saved you from the shelter. You were you were gonna get killed. I, I took you out of the shelter. You owe me love. You owe me love. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, fuck. It's crazy that we're we're at our Christmas episode, and this is our fifty second episode. Our second annual Christmas special. Second annual Christmas special. Yeah. No. It feels pretty good. We're fifty two episodes in. Fifty two uh, episodes in. That's an episode a week. That's an episode a week. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. For a couple gaps in there, but a couple gaps good. in there, but it's pretty good. Uh, I'm happy, man. It's uh, nice to be back. Uh, you're a recently uh, traveled man. I am a, a traveled Spencer man. Got a passport. And uh, he went to America. I went to America. He went to Los Angeles, performed at the Los Angeles Comedy Festival at the yep, Ice House. At the Ice House in Pasadena, which was uh, uh, a lovely place to perform. Uh, had a really good time, met some really cool people. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to follow Tony Rock. That was difficult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is super fucking nice guy. Uh, but it was also funny because they, they combined two shows. Uh, so they were going to have an early and a late show. And then uh, the early show sold great, and the late show didn't sell any tickets, so they just threw like a couple of people from the late show on the early show. 
but they kept the same order of the early show. Mm. So Tony Rock ends with like 45 minutes, and then it's like, here's this guy from Canada. <laughs> like, <laughs> with a tight 15. With a tight fucking 10. Ah, uh, there you I go. was supposed to do eight or seven. Nice. I went over a little bit. Oh. It, you, you know what, though? I think it's okay because I flew so long, so, so far to get there. Yeah. And I don't, I listen, I'm not the type of person who thinks it's ever okay to go over. Yeah. Uh, but I needed to in order to uh, save myself a little bit because I lost them with the dark jokes. Just just a tad. Just a fucking tad. Yeah, they don't like to, uh, in Los Angeles, from my understanding, they don't like to self-reflect. Um, so it, it, it de- Self-deprecation, not their strong suit. No. 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 Um, so I feel you on that. that. That's okay, though. So I ended up going to a party when I was in L.A.? Yes. Went to a Christmas party. Did not Amazing. realize it was a Christmas party until I got there. Forgot that it was Christmas. It's weird walking around L.A. during Christmas time because there's, like, Christmas decorations up and every store has Christmas music. But then there's just, like, a naked homeless guy standing there, you nice. know? Because <laughs> it's, like, plus fucking 25 it's, Celsius. It's similar. My parents were just in Florida. The vibes were similar. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, they were, like, walking around on the beach, and then they went into a mall, and there was, like, a full-size gingerbread house. See, and I feel like Florida is, is a little bit... Florida's got to have, like, the eccentric weird. Yes. Whereas I felt like, because I was staying right off of Skid Row, <laughs> which is a uh, tip for anyone. Don't do that. Well, uh, I have a tip for you. Don't do LA on a budget. I don't think really. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when we were, we went to New York. We're like, oh yeah, we're gonna be conscious of our money. Ah, it doesn't work that way. It really no, doesn't. No, no, and and I feel like especially when the 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 American dollar is basically two Canadian dollars. Yes. And and I I had done all the calculations before I went down, and I was like, okay, like this is how much money I can spend. Blah blah blah. I, like, tried to look up how much Ubers were and everything, and then I got off the plane, and the fucking Uber from the airport to uh, Santa Monica was 150 American dollars, and I went, I guess I'm public transiting while I'm here. (laughs) Uh, There goes my entire Uber budget. There goes my entire Uber budget. Uh, What I thought was really funny, though, is I get off the plane, and uh, it's like, so LAX, like, I think that they have, like, a deal uh, with, you know, the flyaway, so, like, the only public transit that can go right to LAX. You have to, it's not public transit, like, it's, like, a single bus ticket, right? Mm. So it costs, like, I don't know, like, 20 bucks to get on or whatever, right? Anyways, uh, uh, I I wanted to go to the beach because I had some time to kill before I could check into my hotel. So I was, like, I went to, uh, started walking to the bus, had to get on the big blue bus that takes you right down the number one. Uh, and I get to the number one, and there's a helicopter flying overhead, and this guy comes up, this old guy comes up beside me, and he's, like, yeah, that's weird. Usually they don't have helicopters above LAX. And I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, like, they can't because, you know, the plane's coming in and that. So they must be looking for something. There might be a car chase somewhere. And right when he finished saying that, this fucking car just whizzed by. (laughs) And then a bunch of cop cars came whizzing by after him, and he's driving in the wrong lane of traffic. And I was like... Welcome to America, baby. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Fucking Grand Theft Auto I feel up like in here. LA is like one of the worst spots to get in a car chase because you're just gonna get stuck in traffic. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. fucking OJ did it. No, well, he. The favorite thing about the OJ thing is he was going like 20 miles an hour. He was like, <laughs> he was going like school zone speed, so he was going like 30k an hour <laughs> in his Bronco. <laughs> like they could have just pulled him over, but oh, 100 percent, they could have just pulled him over. They, they, I swear he's ran faster than he was driving. I'm like, pretty sure he did. Yeah, and it was like three hours long. 
It's great TV. I, I love the Artie Lang joke where he's like, he wanted to get a tattoo of O.J. Simpson and Peyton Manning, and then he could be like, it's O.J. Simpson and a slow white Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, but, okay, so I got to tell you about this party. because I, I, uh, So uh, Canadian comic Maddie Kelly, who now lives down there. Nice. Uh, I've, like, ran into her peripherally throughout the years, right? Like, uh, she's come through Calgary. I ran into her in various cities, right? Uh, but I saw that she was uh, having a Christmas party, so I messaged her. I was like, hey, is it okay if I show up and, like, uh, can I bring a friend? She was like, yeah, totally. And, dude, honestly, one of the most fucking fun parties I've ever been to in my life. Like, like it, it was, like, not super rowdy or anything, but, like, really good conversations. Nice. And, like, uh, uh, there was this one dude that was, like, I was having a great conversation with him the whole night. You know, uh, he's a, a guy. I think he's from Chicago, he said. Uh, anyways. Uh, right before he's leaving, he comes up and he's like, yeah, like, I just wanted to say, like, it was great talking to you. You're the life of the party with conversations. I was like, oh, thanks, man. And then he goes, and, uh, uh, he's a, like, taller, like, uh, black guy, right? And mm -hmm. he goes, he goes, yeah, like, you know, who would have thought about that, uh, you know, coming from a Canuck? And then, then he goes, is it okay to say that? Or is that like a racial epitaph? And I was like, Oh, you gotta be careful with the hard C there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, not even in a song, man. No, <laughs> not, no. not even in a song. <laughs> there's only uh, there's a whole team of them in Vancouver. <laughs> 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 it's like the, the Redskins for Canada. Yeah. We really yeah. gotta, we really gotta nip that Canuck thing in the butt. Yeah. It's like the, you know, we're gonna be the Vancouver Commanders or something in no time, or the the Guardians. Like I really thought Cleveland. you were gonna get more offensive and say Comanche for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just going off of what they changed their names to. First, they were the Washington Football Team, which is, uh, you know, the way they play football. You could hardly call them that. And then <laughs> after that, they became the Commanders. Uh, what did Cleveland change theirs to? Uh, the uh, the Indians are now the Guardians. Okay. Yeah, in baseball, they're now the Guardians. Which you know what? Like, I I do think like uh, uh, that is one of the most offensive fucking <laughs> logos ever for a sports team. Yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Big Chief. Yeah, Chief Wahoo was his yeah, name. Yeah. Which is also just wildly <laughs> offensive, dude. That is nuts. Oh God. But but to be fair, that's like the least offensive thing in Cleveland. Dude, that's <laughs> I mean, you, you know, fucking true. What, what the Guardians? What are they guarding? Mediocrity. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of the lamest cities out there uh, although uh, in ohio probably one of the better cities yeah what is there cincinnati and columbus yeah and there's one other city i actually one of the guys i was talking to at the party told me about this there used to be a city that was the capital until columbus became the capital mm. and uh one of the like senators at the time wrote in his or in like a letter to his wife uh that's in this book that he read that like uh I don't know why we're going to Columbus. It's such a waste of time. It's a terrible place. And like, <laughs> I know Cincinnati is famous for a couple things. Uh, obviously, the zoo um, mm. in Harambe. That happened yep. in Cincinnati. Um, Rip they Harambe. Also, they're also famous for their chili, which they put on spaghetti. Um, that doesn't seem that weird. It is a little weird, I think. I think it would be weird. If you were like to bring a bunch of... like. Italians over like imagine like the 1930s or the 20s like they skipped New York they went to Cincinnati and they're like what the fuck spaghetti and chili <laughs> well that's not really that different from like pasta sauce oh it's completely different it's got oh, beans in it it's got tomatoes though it's got beans it's got onions and beans it's got garlic <laughs> and beans and meat 
and beans. <laughs> yeah, but it's like basically like a mushed up meatball. I don't know. It's strange to me. I wouldn't be down for it. I'd be. I'd fuck with that. Nah. I'd fuck I with chili. <laughs> yeah, I like chili. I mean, we're the number one English speaking podcast there. But <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know, it doesn't belong on spaghetti. Maybe rice. Some people put chili on rice. I put I, I, I put chili on rice. Yeah. I put rice in chili sometimes. Interesting. And then like you have just another thing that like absorbs the flavor. Interesting. It's actually pretty good. I'm pretty purist about my chili. Um, I just want it by itself with a little cheese. Um, <laughs> it's pretty much. Uh, Do you not have bread with it? No. Really? No. Dude, I, I, I take a slice of bread and I, I wipe up the plate. Maybe some, some crackers. Some crackers. Okay, you're talking about weird <laughs> shit in chili and you put some saltines that's they, in it? That's what they give you at Wendy's. Wendy's is the, the pinnacle of chili. Wendy, okay, I'm sorry. You're really hurting my brain for a second here. Wendy's chili. First off, I've never had it's chili good. at Wendy's. Good. I doubt that. It's really good. Actually. I really doubt yeah, that. It's like paired with a Baconator. Oh, dude. One time I had four uh, triple Baconators when I worked for Barbecues Galore. Nice. I had four of them, and I, I felt my heart slowing down. Yeah, probably. It was not good. Uh, I call that the quadruple bypass. Dude, I really want to go to the Heart Attack Grill. Yeah, in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I could probably eat. Well, that's what I'm training things. my body for. If you weigh over a certain <laughs> amount, you eat for free. I'm all about saving a buck. Oh, dude. Uh, speaking of heart attack, shout out to Fort Shaw. <laughs> <Did> he, <have one? laughs> he he might have had a heart attack recently. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, yeah, when I saw him just the other day, he was talking about it. Uh, uh, yeah, he was like, uh, I was like, oh, he was like, how are you doing? I told him like, you know, getting uh, got the venue for the wedding, getting engaged. And I was like, how are you doing? And he's like, uh, I might have. Uh, I was just in the ER, might have had a heart attack. I was like, fucking what? Like, he's like. <laughs> No, it's all good now. 50-50 shot. Yeah, it's okay now. I felt a strong pain in my chest, and I chewed on 12 baby aspirins. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much all that happened. Oh, dude, the other thing was, too, is, like, I, I, I like, you know, like, I, I, I always feel bad when people tell me, like, health problems and that, because the first thing when I got off the plane in, in L.A., and I wanted to tell Forrest this when I saw him until he told me he had a heart attack, so I, I couldn't, but, like, I was excited about going to America because I thought... You know, it's going to be cool to feel skinny again. And then I remembered I'm in Los Angeles, yeah. so not everyone looks like Forrest. No. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't say that to Forrest after he told me he just had a heart attack. <laughs> I can't say that to you. Yeah, I was like, no. fuck, dude. I feel bad now. No, I'm at the point where I'm, like, I'd say I'm fat anywhere. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really matter, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, I realize I'm just fat. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter where I go. There's no... Uh, there's no skinny version of me. I can't go fly away to a magical place where I'm like the hottest shit in town. Just ain't going to happen. I mean, I'm sure there are some American cities, though. Like, oh, dude, in the South, there's got to be some. Oh, well, yeah. If we like, venture into Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, you know, Missouri. I, I ain't visiting there. Yeah. I mean, there's not really. I'm not going to St. Louis. It's literally <laughs> the most crime-ridden city in America. Is it actually? Yeah. The murder capital of America, St. Louis. Really? Yeah. Fucking, they beat Chicago at something. Yeah, you go. good for them. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're number one at something. Yeah, it's like you know, I don't know. I don't know anything else about St. Louis besides that. I mean, it's the uh, yeah, the arc. Yeah, it's the home of my uh, co-star on Fargo, John Hamm. There you go. Yes, St. Louis <laughs> Blues. They play hockey there. Yep. They, they used to have a football team, and now they don't. They don't anymore. Nope. They moved to Los Angeles. Oh right, they did. The Rams. Now they have two football teams in Los Angeles. Right. That's weird. The Chargers and the Rams. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. They have two football teams, and they have a, a fuck ton of... Dude, okay, here's the thing that's crazy. Like, So I went to the Doohickey show. Yes. Um, uh, uh, It's our Christmas episode. We can go a little longer. Yeah, I'm not worried. We're not paying this time, so... You know. We're not paying this time. I'm not worried about it. Uh, uh, But I went to the Doohickey show, which was at the Escondite, which is a uh, uh cool little... like it, It's kind of like the Palomino, if the Palomino was long. Okay. Uh, uh, it, you know, <laughs> That's a very specific reference. That very maybe specific. Ten like percent of our viewers will get. Honestly, it's it's yeah, it's a, a very weird one, but it's the best way to explain it. They have yeah. like the, the elk heads on the wall everywhere, yes. wood fucking floors and yes. paneling on the walls. For some reason, neon lights, but then also Christmas lights. Nice. You know, a cool place. Uh, but anyways, um, it was like a twenty minute walk from my hotel. And so I was meeting my friend Benjamin Font there, uh, and shout out to Benjamin because he he hooked me up in L.A. Like he really showed me around and like helped me like uh, get to know the city a lot better than. How do you know Ben? Uh, I met him through the Quarantine International Film Festival. Nice, that's cool. He he entered our first round and swept with his uh, film uh, The Bare Necessities. Like he he won like best director, best cinematography, a bunch of awards in the first round. And then he was a judge the second round. And then he won again in the third round. Nice. Uh, but uh, super nice dude. He's he's had uh, a few movies out there. Uh, Madness Farewell on Amazon Prime, uh, which he wrote, acted in and directed. Cool. Uh, he also wrote a movie that uh, I forget what it's called, but it's uh, a movie that was like actually pretty big a couple of years ago. And he also writes a bunch of novels. But anyway, super nice dude. But I was going to meet him at the Doohickey show. And so I sent him a screenshot of, like, the Google Maps from my hotel to the uh, Escondite. And I was like, I was like, yeah, like, it's only, like, a 20-minute walk. And he's like, he's like, dude, you do not want to walk that. And I was like, listen, I know you're American, but, like, 20 minutes isn't that bad of a yeah. walk. You know, like, and he goes, no, like, dude, you're walking right through Skid Row. And I was like, oh, and then I look, and it literally said on the map Skid Row, and I was like, "Oh, I'm fucking dumb." But so, anyways, I get an Uber, and my Uber driver's telling me literally the whole way uh, about not going through Skid Row. <laughs> and then we pass a street, and there's a fucking open fire in the middle of the street, like a massive ass bonfire, yeah, and a bunch of naked people standing around it, <laughs> and just tent city, and like, I, and he goes. Yeah, that's Skid Row. And I went, holy fuck. <laughs> like, like you don't understand, I think, like, how bad it is until you see it. And then, like, because at first I was like, L.A. can shut up. Like, everywhere has homeless people. It's yeah. not that bad. And I, you know, I get it. I'm cocky for saying that. <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, don't walk around L.A. Yeah, it's going to be like uh, you should, like, strap a GoPro to your forehead and do, like, how to get murdered speedrun on Twitch. And yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. Because, I mean, the homeless people I've encountered here in Toronto and in Toronto, like, I mean, the ones in Toronto are a little aggressive. They, like, you know, ask you for Tim Hortons gift cards and cigarettes. Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary. Never really feel unsafe. They've also got, like, they've, they've got a little character to them, you know? Yeah, They're well, not totally beaten. There was the one time I gave this guy a cigarette and he just like ripped the filter off and started smoking it raw. I was like, okay. And I was like, that's something I've never seen before. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. He's like, can I have a cigarette? I was like, yeah, sure. And just lit it up. I always feel weird about that only because then I don't, I have less tobacco to smoke in the end. Yeah. You know, cause like at least with the filter, you can hold the filter. You can get a couple oh, extra puffs out of it. You don't smoke the filter. I mean, you can. That's the best part. I mean, I chew on them. It's <laughs> the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, yeah, I don't know. I've never experienced a, 
situation like that, but it feels scary down there. Yeah. Sounds like it's scary down there. The wildest part was, so uh, uh, shout out to the Doohickeys, first of all, because their show was phenomenal. Uh, and their opener, late Fitzpatrick, was also really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Doohickeys killed it. They had a bunch of special guests on their show. Nice. Uh, uh, Haley and Jack, both super fucking nice in person. Uh, not that I expected that they wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I know they were they were uh, nice on the show, but they yeah. were like they were super kind in person. Gave me a lot of advice about the, the you know getting around the city, whatnot. Um, but <laughs> the fucking so we get like the, that show finishes up. Benjamin and I have drank so many PBRs mm-hmm. and also like, that's the other thing is like, I knew American beers were weak, but I didn't realize I'd have to drink like four of them to fucking for every one Canadian beer. <laughs> so I'm paying twice as much as I would with a Canadian beer and I'm having to drink four times as many to get. Well, you were drinking PBR. That's mistake. Number one. Well, it was the only thing that was good there, man. It was like that. or else like Budweiser, Bud Light, uh, Miller Light, Miller Light, Miller Highlight. Champagne of beers. Yeah. Coors Light. Coors Light. Uh, but uh, anyway, so uh, Ben and I got like uh, pretty fucked up, though. And we had some shots, and then uh, we were splitting an Uber back. And he lived on like the opposite end of uh, downtown L.A. Like, he lives in like Silver Lake. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I was, I, he was like, I was like, yeah, like, we'll just get the Uber to drop me off along the way. Cause it's literally a long way. And so we told the Uber driver when we get in and he's like, yeah, that's fine. And he misses the stop. And then we go through a tunnel and I was like, Hey, uh, is, uh, is like Olive street coming up? And he's like, Oh no, dude, that was way back there. I was like, I was like, Oh shit. Well, I'll just get out here. He's like, no, I can drive you back. I'm like, nah, dude, it's okay. I'll just, I'll just fucking hop out here. And I walked home at like, you know, two in the morning, pretty fucking drunk go to the uh go to the hotel no problems right mm. uh but i opened up my instagram and ben had messaged me and apparently the uber driver was like freaking out about me walking around downtown la like by myself at night <laughs> he's like dude i can't believe you did that i can't believe you did that but like we were on the other side of skid row like they they do yeah. keep to their their area pretty well nice well that's good at least they're you know keeping through their own yeah they're very territorial <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough I mean, there's only so much you can do when you're naked and on fentanyl, you know? It's true. Holding a gun. <laughs> I, it's such a fucking wild thing, dude. Like, it makes me, it makes me really think, like, how funny it was when uh, I used to think Toronto was sketchy. <laughs> yeah, no. No, and I mean, uh, you, like, they used to just ship them out. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, that's like I was I was talking to somebody. I can't remember. It was small talk conversation or whatever. We were talking about Calgary. And he was like, yeah, do you, like, remember when they used to just ship them to Vancouver? <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't, actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that. Dude, and they used to, they used to uh, fucking uh, ship them outside of the cities in L.A., too. Yeah. yeah, they got way too many of them though. You know, it's that's really... how Fresno was created <laughs> <laughs> in Bakersfield. <laughs> Holy fuck, dude! Okay, the funniest thing is like, uh, uh, cause like the last day that I was there, like when I was walking, that was the only time that I actually got like followed and harassed by a homeless guy. Yeah. This fucking guy with like uh, barely any clothes on, just yelling at me incoherently. Nice. Uh, waving a, a, a sweater that was wrapped around his hand. So I was like, I don't know what's in that. I'm going to keep walking. Hmm. And then I found some security guards and I told them about it because he's like, you know, 20 feet behind me and just like following me. And uh, they just rolled their eyes and walked away. And I'm like, you're fucking useless. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Like, uh, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was fucked. But uh, I, I read that apparently, uh, so uh, 
you know, president of China, uh, yes. uh, Xi Jinping. Yeah, he was uh, in San Francisco. He was right? in San Francisco. Yeah. And they took, like, a giant area of San Francisco and legitimately cleaned it up, like, <laughs> like, like completely they took all the homeless people out of it. I don't know where they fucking took them to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, the governor of California was just like, uh, he was like basically saying they could have done this a long time ago, but they needed to just make sure that they set a good impression for the president of China. And I'm like, I don't know if you really need to worry about that. They're committing a genocide in yeah. China. Like, I was going to say, like, what did he do? What they, he was like, yeah, here, we're going to show you the work camps we sent them to. Like, <laughs> he's like trying to like, you know, take one out of his playbook. It's like, oh yeah, this is where we built, <laughs> you know, did they got them fucking working in a sweatshop in Oakland? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. This is, where we're building your Huawei phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, that's Gavin Newsom. Correct? Yeah. Gavin Newsom. Yes. That is correct. I've heard mixed reviews. Yeah, I, uh, I, I've also heard mixed reviews. All right. So, every episode of Misfits on Vinyl, mm-hmm. we cover an album. Yes. But when we do our Christmas special, mm-hmm. Misfits for Christmas, <laughs> we always. Mm-hmm cover 12 christmas songs yes um and we've picked the good the bad the ugly the outdated the the classics the classics the not so classics the, the brand new the brand spanking new we, we got pick, a couple of brand new like this year tracks we pick funny songs we pick sad songs we pick christmas um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's what we do <laughs> we pick christmas yeah uh none of the other holidays none of the other holidays although uh, we are gonna run out of christmas songs at some point no it's impossible <laughs> it's impossible we've only been 24 i mean yeah but like we've got okay i will say i think that this year our song i i think that the playlist this year Arguably better than the playlist last year i don't know i i, I forget what we did last year okay so. so last year we did uh, John Lennon's uh, Merry Christmas, The War Is Over. Yes. Which was, a, uh, as we talked about then, a stinker. Yes. Uh, a fucking hypocritical one. Uh, as you so boldly put it, uh, it's irony coming from a man who abandoned his child and beat his first wife. Yes. Uh, then there was uh, Paul McCartney's Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time, which is a great song. Uh, there was Darlene Love's uh, Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, mm-hmm. which was a great song, uh, but produced by Phil Spector. Yes. Uh, uh uh, then there was Johnny Cash's uh, super sad Christmas song. Mm-hmm. There was Mistress for Christmas by ACDC. Yes. Run DMC's Christmas song. Yeah. There was Tyler, the Creator's uh, Grinch. Nice. Uh, there was Elvis's Blue Christmas. Yes. Uh, I forget. There's there's a couple that I'm really blanking on now. What I love, too, about that John Lennon one, I, I don't know if we talked about this or not. Someone commented on her clip. There was like, Coming from two guys with four followers on TikTok, and I wanted to comment back. How many TikTok followers does John Lennon have? <laughs> <laughs> four more than him. Well, also, like, oh, I'm sorry if we don't have a following uh, uh, on TikTok. That means we can't comment I don't on. Have, I don't have clout. I can't yeah. comment on people's poor behavior. I, I don't have a moral compass, sir. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not allowed to be. I'm, a... sure, I'm sure Charlie D'Amelio has the best moral yeah. compass of them all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that uh, uh, fucking uh, Madison or Addison Ray or whatever yeah. is fucking really the guide on what is and is not acceptable behavior. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen her movie, but no, he's all that. Oh, no. Recommend it. Really? Recommend it. Yeah. Good or bad? Bad. Oh, really? Bad. It's all like TikTok artists. and. Uh, oh, it's, God. It's a remake of She's All That. 
Uh, We're going to give you the 12 songs of Misfits let's Christmas. Roll. All right. Uh, so the first song on the 12 songs of Misfits is A Spaceman Came Traveling by Christy Brog. Nice. One thing I should note, too, is if you guys want to listen to these songs as we go along, we'll link the Spotify playlist. I'm yeah. assuming we can do that underneath. You guys can listen to a song and uh, listen to the song. Let us know what you think. Um, not that we're going to listen to what you think, but anyways. But we might, you we know. Might, we, we might. might. I we mean, might. crazier things have happened. This episode's going to come out like, you know. We'll, we'll recap next year. Yeah, we'll recap in the new year. Yeah, we'll have good. a We'll have a new year, new beer sort of yeah, episode. Yeah, we'll do the 12 songs of new year. Actually, what we might, what we should do in the new year is uh, review Tate McRae's album. Yeah. We should do that. Calgary yeah. Connection. There you go. Let's do it. Um, all right, so A Space Man Came a Traveling by Chris DeBrog. Uh, this is, uh, it first appeared on his second studio album, Spanish Train and Other Stories, which I am currently borrowing from uh, uh, Siobhan's mother. Nice. Uh, it was released in 1975, and it was released uh, numerous times as a single, becoming a popular Christmas song. Uh, and it's also appeared on a lot of festive compilation albums. Uh, the song was not an initial success in the UK and failed to chart. After its first release in 1975, it reached the top position of the Irish single charts, uh, staying 15 weeks in the Irish charts at number two, uh, and then climbed to 22 in the Canadian Airplay charts. Nice. Uh, however, in 1986, following his huge success with Lady in Red, the reissue reached number 15 in Ireland, charting for only one week. Uh, the song was also issued as a double A-side with the song The Ballroom of Romance and charted for the first time in the UK in 1986, reaching number 40 and staying on the charts for five weeks. Uh, DeBrog, was, uh, uh, who had just signed uh, his first recording contract with AMA Records, was broke and staying at a friend's flat when he read uh, Chariots of the Gods by uh, Eric von Dankin. Uh, the book made him think, what if the Star of Bethlehem was a spacecraft, and if there was a benevolent being or entity in the universe keeping an eye on the world and our foolish things that we do to each other? Uh, the record is certified gold in the UK, and Record Mirror gave it three out of five stars. Nice. Got a nice voice. Yeah. Nice yeah. voice. I, I, I really dig the uh, the sound, too, like the actual composition of this track. I wasn't familiar with this song, so it was uh, one I didn't know. I've, I've heard of it before, but I hadn't, like, really dug into it until a couple of weeks ago. It's not one that I would, like, if you go on to Spotify and you put on a Christmas playlist, it's not one I don't think <laughs> no. be on there. I think uh, this is one of those ones that's in, like, the uh, Christmas playlist, but not Christmas playlist. Yes. You know? Um, I thought it's a solid track, though. Like, the Hipster's it's, Christmas. The Hipster's Christmas. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's, it's not a bad track. It's, uh, it's, I, I think it's, it's pretty solid. Uh, okay. Last year, what we did was we just gave it an overall rating out of 10 yeah. for each of these tracks. I'd give it a seven out of 10. I'm going to come in at a six and a half. Six and a half. Yeah. I think it's a nice song. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, invokes the, either the Christmas sadness or the Christmas cheer. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just Christmas middle. It's Christmas so, middle. Yeah. Um, it's a criddle. It's like if you were celebrating, the holidays by yourself, but you don't like your family. Mm. That's the kind of vibe I give it. You know what? And that's kind of uh, most uh, uh, Christmases for me. Yeah, uh, but it's like, you know, you're alone, <laughs> but at least you're not with them. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. uh, it, it, I, I say that, but it, it, it's 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 more so just that I hate fucking traveling, and I always it's have true. to travel your, for Christmas. Your, your family's lovely. Your mom's lovely. My mom's lovely. My stepdad's lovely. Uh, my, my grandparents are lovely. My dad's lovely. I only get to see my dad's side of the family for Christmas once every couple of years because yeah. they're, they're very far out of the way. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, okay, so we're at a, a 6.75 out of 10 That's for that track. Rating, That's I a think. fair rating. Yeah, give that one a listen. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, let's move along. Let's move along. It's definitely that mid-70s sound. Yes. It's that mid-70s sound that, like, it should have been on a TV show. Yeah. As, like, a, a, a Christmas song. It should have been in, like, the Star Wars holiday special, <laughs> you know? I fucking love that movie. It's so bad. Never even seen it. Dude, we gotta watch the yeah. Star Wars holiday special together. Like, what we should do is get some beers and watch the Star Wars Fuck holiday yeah. special. Fuck it's yeah. so bad. We follow it up with Shrek the Halls. Yeah, dude. Yeah, okay. Shrek the Halls is, like, way better. Okay, good. The, the good Star Wars holiday special, uh, uh, Jefferson Airplane does a, a song nice. on it. Uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher sings in it. It, it follows the story of uh, three Wookiees who are Chewie's family. Interesting. It's Lumpy, Nala, and I forget what the other one is called. Uh, the dad watches porn. Okay. Like, with VR goggles. Interesting. And Lumpy's like, like, like they're the kid. I think his name is Lumpy. He's like walking around, and the the mom's mad at him. She hits the kid. There's a weird part where Mark Hamill comes in, but it's like it's like a Zoom call. Do you think uh, George Lucas had control over this one? He had a hundred percent control yeah, over great. it. Great, and it makes sense. The prequels make sense now. And and it was uh, it was he had a hundred percent control over it, and it only aired once. Mm. And it's never been released since then. Nice. So the only way that you can find it is like these weird online, you know, copies from the VHS tape that uh, someone recorded. I'm into it. I'm it's, into it. It's great. It's 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 awful. Um, okay, so the second song on our twelve songs of misfits Christmas. is a good song. Yes. By our dear friends. The dear friends that are the Vitos. Vitos. Yeah. Actually, yeah. uh they're gonna we're gonna throw it to them in a moment, but I did want to comment on this song. This one's really fun. It's super fun. I, I love the lyrics that uh Jeff Bezos saves Christmas. Because <laughs> Santa was drinking on the beach and uh didn't realize how much time had passed. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of Santa being a procrastinator. Yeah, and like eating hot spaghetti. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Christmas again already. already. Santa's eating hot spaghetti. spaghetti. Oh, oh, oh. It's better than cold spaghetti. Um, it, that's true. It's better than spaghetti with chili on it. So uh, <laughs> It's probably better than mom's spaghetti, too. True. I mean, I would throw it up there as better than mom's spaghetti. Uh, all right, well, we're going to throw it to the Vito's. Hey, fellas, it's Brett from the Vito's. Um, just chilling in my apartment here. Not my car. I don't live in my car or sleep there or anything like that. It's just a race car bed um, in my apartment. Thanks for having me on the show. Really stoked uh, you wanted me to talk about the Christmas song. Basically, we wanted to just kind of, uh, when I was growing up, every year we listened to that, uh, the Bare Naked Ladies, Bare Naked for the Holidays, one of the greatest albums, period, of all time. And, uh, Always thought it'd be fun to write like a funny Christmas song. So I took a little bit of inspo, I'd say probably from that. And then uh, we wanted to be a part of our label's annual Christmas compilation this year. We missed the deadline last year, but then Nolan uh, brought it up, our drummer. And he goes, uh, hey man, we should do this this year. Oh yeah, cool, yeah. It's that time of year again already, hey? And I had like that Dewey Cox moment where I'm like, Christmas again already? That's the fucking name of the song, man. And then we just started coming up with what rhymes with already? Spaghetti. Cousin Eddie was a lyric briefly. Sadly, that got shopped. Yeah. And then uh, it all just kind of came together. Santa's on vacation and he's not prepared for, for Christmas. He doesn't realize that it's already that time of year and uh, has to get uh, Jeffrey Bezos to bail him out by uh, delivering every gift in the world by drone. It's a good little story and uh, 
kind of takes kind of borrows from you know a little bit of ebenezer scrooge here and there and you know a few other like tried and true christmas tales and uh put our own little veto spin on it and uh so far people are liking it it's being called the greatest veto song of all time i've heard that from several people and then uh others are just saying it's straight up one of the greatest pieces of music ever recorded i think so yeah i'd say it's i'd say it's going pretty good anyways i love you guys thanks for having us on the show and uh hope to see you in the new year <laughs> that was a bunch of interesting facts yeah we definitely heard we uh, definitely heard that before we <laughs> recorded this uh no but uh this was just released this year yeah um, uh, it's a it's a great track i mean it's fun it's catchy super um, catchy there's some topical stuff i just love that jeff like i said jeff bezos saves christmas it's, it's amazing. so fun <laughs> it's so fun santa hits up jeff takes him off the, take him off the naughty list if he you know delivers the packages for free <laughs> uh, which realistically would never happen no um, Bezos' is little fucking needle head. Yeah. Turtle-looking head. <laughs> you know what he looks like? He looks like in Master of Disguise when he's a turtle, mm. when when Dana Carvey's a turtle. Yeah. That's what Jeff Bezos looks like. Well, now he's on, he's on steroids. Uh, he's all yoked up. Dude, what is it with these nerds fucking getting on, on yeah, roids and wanting to fight each other? I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg like, suddenly knows jiu-jitsu. Yeah, Elon uh, Musk thinks he can kick his ass. I missed that part of the social network where he was just, like, training in the gym. <laughs> yeah. Like, doing Gamoras. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, putting people in arm locks. And I missked that part. He could have kicked the Winklevoss's twins' ass. <laughs> They're just rowers. He could have came in there and, like, you know, <laughs> you know how they move into just yeah. yeah, just rubbed his ass on the ground and put him in a leg <laughs> just lock. Just done one of his little dog scoots. Yeah, and then a little, done a little leg lock. I missed that part. David Fincher, <laughs> do it again. Remake. <laughs> Dude, remake. Remake the social network with Mark Zuckerberg as, as a tough boy. Yeah, as a tough boy. <laughs> fight fight club social network. <laughs> Dude, <Come> together. <laughs> also, fuck, fuck, fuck Meta for like... I've been trying to like when we've had uh, 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 reels lately. Yeah. I've been going to share it, and the first fucking thing used to be share to stories, and now because Threads is doing so fucking awful, it's just share to Threads, and if you click it, it accidentally just fucking like goes right to Threads, and pops up with like a full write up on Threads with the link to the reel, and I'm like, you piece of shit! Like, stop trying to make Threads cool. Like, yeah, it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. I don't even have it. I mean, I had to go back and get Facebook for work, and now I just have like relatives and a couple of friends on it and for some reason facebook thinks i'm like a 12 year old boy because all it all it does is show me videos of fortnite and mr beast <laughs> like i give a fuck fortnite i do play but i mean uh i don't know dude how about mr beast mr beast i want to see him and elon fight yeah that'd be fun that'd be fun yeah that'd be great the winner gets the other person's net worth <laughs> I feel like uh, Elon has more to lose. He has more to lose. He's he's got a lot of kids to support. It's true. He's uh, he's not a man of pulling out. No. <laughs> no. Of anything. Only, only out of only, only out, out of deals. deals. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't work out either. For didn't him, work so. out either. And then uh, he just fucking tanked an already shitty company. Yep. X. <laughs> Fucking what a dumb fuck. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and it was released through Rock is Dead Records. Awesome. Um, yeah, shout out to the videos. I'm, I don't even... I'm giving this a ten. I'm giving it a ten. I love too. the boys. I love the song. It's fun. This is the only. This is only the second the track that we've given a ten. The other one was "Last Christmas" by Wham. There we go. So uh, I mean, fuck yeah, yeah. Good song. I enjoy it. We love the boys. Good, good, good music. Good fuck, job. Fucking good. Good job. All right. So ten out of ten for uh, "It's Christmas Again" already by the Vitos. All right. 
Now, number three. But why is it so cold by the DiCamello <laughs> sisters featuring Jimmy Pop from the Bloodhound Gang? <laughs> what the fuck is this song, dude? <laughs> uh, you put it on the playlist and I was like, oh my god. This is, like, <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> and it's like, it's awful because, you know what, they sound like shit and then they're also trying to be really funny. And it's like, not, you know, it's not that funny. So it's a song about uh, 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 why is Santa's dick so cold? <laughs> Yeah. Santa stuck his Christmas in your hiney hole. But why is it so cold? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, so you have uh, 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 the DiCamello Sisters is a band that consists of Jimmy Pop of the Bloodhound Gang, uh, Bam Margera of CKY Jackass and Narkill, yes. Brandon DiCamello, who is singing the predominant uh, majority of this song from CKY Jackass and Narkill, Rab himself, and Rake Yawn, both from CKY. Uh, now, what's funny about this <laughs> is that, like, there was this, like, time in the mid-2000s when, like, anything that uh, uh, Bam Margera touched turned to gold. Yeah. You know, in the early 2000s because he was, you know, the most famous skateboarder in the world. Jackass was super popular. Viva La Bam was super popular. His yes. skateboarding videos, the CKY videos were super popular. Uh, his brother's band was fucking huge. Like, we covered CKY in a recisode. Uh and Jimmy Pop from the Bloodhound Gang. Bloodhound Gang was fucking huge at this point, too. Uh, why they thought mm. that music was something that these stunt boys could do. I don't know, but it's not good. No. I am. <laughs> There's a whole lyric in this song about Santa ripping an elf. R-wording an elf. Oh, yes. So. R-wording an elf. Beeping an elf. Beeping an elf. Forgot we gotta cut that out for yeah, that's okay for um, the baby ears out there. Yeah, not uh, not a good uh, not a good listen. Um, I think it brings down the overall quality of the entire playlist, <laughs> and that's saying a lot with some of the songs coming up. Um, I don't know, dude. There's 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 one there's one in here that uh, <laughs> was just released this year that might actually bring it all the way up. It's true. It's, it's true. a fucking banger, dude. It's true. Well, I'm gonna. I mean, is there any information we should know about it? Uh, uh, it it was released in 2003. Yep. Uh, uh, and it's their only song. Yeah, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Uh, yeah, it's their only song. Uh, yeah, you know what? It's funny because, like, as much as I, I really do, uh, you know, I, I, I was obsessed with CKY and Jackass and Viva La Bam and all that. And, uh, you know, him and CKY are some of my favorite uh, yeah. uh, bands. Uh, this is just a pile of shit, you know? Yeah. I do like the, the, the Jingle Bell beat and the fucking the piano. That's the only thing that would bring it to a three for me. <laughs> I'm not even going that high. If I could rate it less than a zero, I probably would. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go like point one. Point one. Point one. All right. So we're at a 1.15 yeah. out of 10. What a shitty song. What a fucking bad song. Stinker. Dud. All right. The next song, though, not a fucking dud. No. Uh. Number four on our list of the 12 songs of Christmas is This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. Mm. Uh, it was later covered by The Temptations, but the Donny Hathaway version, the OG, is just fucking incredible, dude. Yeah, awesome song. This is a staple of Christmas. This is a staple yeah. of Christmas. And it's funny because, like, it's one of those songs that I did not know the, the name of it until this mm. year. But I had heard it a lot. You know, it's in a lot of Christmas movies. It's usually playing in Starbucks. Yep. You know, like, it's it's it's... Uh, I would say definitely more of like a song that you're going to hear walking around the mall. Yes. Um, but I heard it at this holiday party on the weekend and I was like, fuck yeah, I, Great I dig this 
shit. Um, so this song uh, uh, by American soul musician Donny Hathaway was released in 1970 by Atco Records. The song gained renewed popularity when it was included in 1991's Atco Records' revised edition of their 1968 Soul Christmas compilation album. Uh, and has since become a modern classic standard with the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers reporting that it was the 30 most performed holiday song of all time. Mm. Uh, Phil Upchurch said the song was absolutely the premier holiday song written by an African-American, uh, and it was written by Hathaway and Nadine Mc, uh, McKiner. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, cheery, happy, so happy. Up the, the the music sounds good. The singing is fantastic. And we're caroling through the night. night. Great song. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, this Christmas was recorded at uh, Audio Finisher Studio on Ontario Street, Chicago, in the fall of 1970. Rick Powell uh, said that Hathaway was very upbeat during the session and that he knew that he wanted to do uh, what he wanted to do musically and the impact he wanted to make on the song. Regarding the representation of African Americans in Christmas music, uh, on writing the song with Hathaway, who died in 1979, uh, Nadine said she felt blessed to have written Donnie a song that celebrates the possibilities, the expectations, and the anticipation of Christmas with the good, fun, and happy, loving times, and that the creation of the song was a God plan. God was in the plan, and Donnie Hathaway was a genius. Uh, the song charted at number 37 on the Billboard Hot 100, 25 on the holiday charts, and on the global charts it was 62. It has since re-entered the charts multiple times. I- I'm going a freaking nine on this. Yeah, I'm going a nine. It, um, awesome song. It's awesome such a song. fucking banger. I it, I cannot say that like if you put this song on at any time of year, I would be bummed out. This isn't one I would get tired of listening to either. There are certain Christmas standards that are so overplayed yeah. that even though they are a good song, they're annoying at that point. This is not one of them. Yeah, this one doesn't um, piss me off. No, good song. Good, good song. song. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. All right, I'll go with a nine out of ten. All right, nine out of ten for that one. Number five on the list is "Hard Candy Christmas" by Dolly Parton. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it's just sung by Dolly Parton. Uh, the the version that we're talking about was released in 1982. Uh, it was a song that was written and composed by lyricist Carol Hall for the musical "The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas." So this is the version that was in the movie, which is what Dolly Parton starred in. Uh, Parton's version of the song was released as a single in October of 1982, reaching number eight on the U.S. country singles chart in January of 1983. In 1998, the song re-entered the country charts and peaked at number 73 based on unsolicited airplay. Uh, Though not expressly a Christmas song, Parton's recording received some airplay on country stations around the holiday season. Uh, And in 1988, she performed it on Bob Hope's Christmas special. Uh, During the late 90s, when RCA reissued Parton's 1984 holiday album with Kenny Rogers, Once Upon a Christmas Time, which I have on vinyl, uh, Parton's recording of Hard Candy Christmas was added to the track list. Nice. Uh, And it was uh, number eight on the Billboard charts, uh, number 27 on the Canadian country charts, and it was certified gold in the U.S. Not not one I was familiar with either. Really? I didn't know this one. Um, I mean, Dolly's voice is special. Oh, yeah. Anytime you hear her sing, especially like... I mean, she still sounds great now, but back in her oh, prime. Oh, man. 
unbelievable, unique voice, special voice. Especially any song that she sings in this movie or 9 to 5. Yeah. Holy fuck. Awesome, awesome song. I enjoyed this one. I think it's interesting, too, because, like, the part of the movie is that, like, you know, all of the all of the hookers in the whorehouse are, are having to go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're having to pack their bags and fucking leave. So it's it's a really sad song. Like, yeah. the, the, the content of the song is not a happy one. No. Um, and, and especially because like hard candy is, is, you know, generally cheaper mm-hmm. and shitty. Nobody yep. wants fucking, nobody wants a Werther's original. No, everybody wants, um, M&Ms. Lindor's. Yeah. Lindor's at the Christmas time. Toblerone. 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 Um, Quality Street. Uh, 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 a uh, Ferrero Rocher. Um, Ruffello. Ruffello. Is that Mark Ruffello? No, it's like a coconut Ooh. Rocher. Ooh, yeah. I like that. That fucks. Uh, all right. Well, with this one, I mean, like it's uh, this year. It's our only country song on the yep. on the list. Uh, I think that uh, because like I, I I think I have a little bit of a different uh, experience with it because I heard it every fucking year because mm-hmm. it was on country radio stations. And uh, a lot of rural places that I lived only had country radio stations. So heard it a lot growing up. Uh, heard it a lot in stores and Christmas parties and everything. I'd probably go an 8 out of 10 on this one. Uh, you know, Dolly's voice, uh, specifically with this recording, because Dolly's voice makes it pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go an 8.5, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like anything I listen to from her is pretty pretty solid. Yeah. I don't have a lot of complaints. I can't, be, I can't be upset with anything She's Dolly does. She's also, like, the nicest person in the world. <laughs> I know. So, like, I don't want to say a negative thing. I don't want to say a negative thing no, about she's Dolly. she's literally the nicest person in the world. Dolly's so. literally a doll, man. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's cool as fuck. Did you know that uh, this is a fun Dolly part? In fact, did you know that uh, the reason that she uh, dresses the way she does and like uh, wore so much makeup and like uh, got the big fake boobs and everything was because uh, she always hated how everybody looked down on the town uh, uh, trollops for how they uh, dressed. So she said, uh, screw you. I'm going to dress however I want and I'm going to dress like them because I want to dress like them because I think they're pretty. Nice. So uh, good for her. She never gave a fuck. No. 8.25 out of 10. Nice. All right. Number six on the list is Please Come Home for Christmas by the Eagles. Yep. Now, this song, uh, written in 1960 and released the same year by American blues singer and pianist Charles Brown, uh, hitting the Billboard charts in the Hot 100 in December of 61, that tune in which uh, Brown co-wrote with Gene Red, uh, peaked at position 76. Uh, It appeared on the Christmas singles for nine seasons, hitting number one in 1972. So in 1978, the Eagles covered and released the song as a holiday single. Their version peaked at number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100, uh, the first Christmas song to reach the top 20 in the charts since Roy uh, Orbison's Pretty Paper in 1963. And it was the first Eagles song to feature Timothy B. Schmidt on the bass, having replaced founding member Randy Meisner the previous year. Uh, the lineup features Don Henley on uh, drums and lead vocals, Glenn Frey on piano and va- backing vocals, Joe Walsh, any relation? No. Damn it. Sadly. Uh, on guitar and backing vocals, and Schmidt on bass and backing vocals, and Don Felder on lead guitar. Uh, it was uh, originally released as a vinyl 7-inch uh, single and was re-released as a CD single in 1995, reaching number 15 on the adult contemporary chart. Uh, this version is different than the original, though, because it includes the lyrics, Bells will be ringing the sad, sad news that is a Christmas alone, as opposed to Brown's original version, which references the glad, glad news that is Christmas in general. Mm. Yeah, I like this song. It sounds like... 
like an eagle song. Yeah. Um, which is cool. I mean, we're going to touch on it later with another artist that sometimes you don't want it to sound like uh, one of their songs. But this sounds like a freaking Eagles track. And it's uh, this is one I grew up listening to. This one you find on Christmas playlists. Yeah. Um, good job. This one fucks. Cover. This one does fuck. This one fucks. Uh, sounds like a great Eagles track. I mean... I enjoy it. Yeah. Vocals are good. The guitar shreds. Dude, the guitar is really good on yeah, this track. Yeah, it goes a little bit harder than it probably should. <laughs> uh, but Honestly, like, <laughs> like, it goes hard for a Christmas song. It does. I don't know. It's an awesome Christmas track. I mean, it's uh, something that, like, I feel like anybody could listen to or get into it. Um, it's classic, the 70s, late 70s rock, Eagles noise. It's yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I would put that along with some of their, some of their top tracks as a, one of their best. I would agree. Yeah. I would also agree. Uh, I would put it... Okay, so if I'm rating this, I'm going an 8.5 out of 10. I think you're pretty on the money. I'm going to go an 8.5 as well. 8.5? Yep. All right, 8.5 out of 10. Works for me, baby. Awesome song. Give that one a listen. Give that one a listen. Put that one on while you're roasting chestnuts. On an open fire. On an open fire. But make sure you follow fire safety laws. Yeah. Um, We are currently breaking them. I'm not supposed to have open flames in this apartment. You know what's worse than an open fire? Hmm. A really open fire. <laughs> a wide open fire. I like how it smoked when you said that. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, number seven on the list. Number seven. We're halfway there. This one, uh, well, we have a bonus track I want to I wanna surprise you with at the end. Interesting. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, so this one, number seven. Mary's Boy Child slash Oh My Lord, Bonnie M. Bonnie M. Bonnie M. <laughs> uh, okay, so this one uh, is a 1978 Christmas single by Bonnie M. Cover of Harry Belafonte's 1956 hit Mary's Boy Child, put in the melody of the new song, Oh My Lord. Uh, it was released in November of 78. Uh, the single had its premiere on November 2nd on the German TV show Starparade, which uh, aired on ZDF. Uh, it topped the UK single charts for four weeks. Uh, it became a Christmas number one song in the UK, spending eight weeks in the charts, and it sold 1.8 million units as of November 2015. It was the second single for the group in the UK's all-time best-selling singles list. Uh, the song was later added to the group's Christmas album, reissued in 1981, and in the US, the track reached number 85 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it was the last of uh, four singles to chart there. In 2017, it experienced somewhat of a resurgence. And peaked at number 89 this on the one, Holiday Hot 100. This one Fox, dude. <laughs> this one does fuck. I don't know. My, my parents had the Boney M Christmas album. Growing up. This one Fox for like a very religious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the, the, the vibes on this one. The vibes crazy. are so mixed, dude. Mary's boy child, Jesus Christ, was born on Christmas Day. I love this song. It's like, I don't know. I can't say I'm a massive Boney M fan, but this one, you know. I love, too, that it was just like a fucking, it premiered on German television. Yeah. Dude, leave it to the Germans. Fucking weirdos, dude. My phone is blowing up. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. Well, sorry. All good. It's my work. Sharp. Ah, savior of the universe. Do, 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 do. All right. Yeah, dude, this song fucking slaps. Uh, okay, so now, uh, okay, I would probably go 
I'm gonna go a 7.75 on this one. Yes, I think it's a holiday staple. Yeah, I think it's one of the better songs. Um, but it's definitely one I, I I only need to hear once a year. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of disagree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I listen to this one multiple times. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go an eight. Uh, I think it's up there. Gonna go me. an eight. Yeah, I mean, this is one that brings me back to. Open it up, RC Monster Trucks at Christmas with Boney M in the background. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, relatives getting a little too drunk. Like, that, that's you know, when I think of Boney M, that's what I think of. Uh, so this is the way I like this one. This one's an eight for me. Uh, an eight? All right, yeah. so it's a, a, a 7.825. Yeah. Good or, math. Uh, 7.875. There Good we go. Good math. There we go. All right. Yeah, that's a fair rating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, number eight on our list. <laughs> DJ Play a Christmas Song by Cher. This song just came out. Uh, it was... Uh, Unfortunately. Dis- <laughs> yeah, why? Uh, it should have made, like, Sunny and fucking <laughs> not made it down the hill, man. Uh, this song was digitally released on October 6, 2023 by Warner Records. Uh, it de- uh, she debuted it at Silico Nightclub in Paris. <laughs> that would have been a bummer. Uh, <laughs> performing at a private event hosted by uh, Rabana and H and M. She later performed the song during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade on November twenty third. <laughs> that's a bummer. <laughs> Cher <laughs> performed DJ play a Christmas song on the German TV show Witten Das uh, on November twenty fifth. And then she taped her performance for the 91st annual Christmas in Rockefeller Center Christmas Tree Lighting on November 19th. And it aired on NBC on November 29th. On December uh, 1st, uh, she appeared on the Graham Norton Show being interviewed and performing the single. I feel so bad for everyone in that audience, dude. Uh, the song performed in the, is performed in the key of G major with a tempo of 134 beats per minute. It shouldn't. It should have zero beats per <laughs> it's minute. A, it's a G major? It's a G major. Oh. Yeah. G sharp major. Interesting. Uh, the song entered the U.S. Billboard Dance Electronic Digital Sales Chart at number three, becoming her highest peaking uh, song on that chart. Weeks later, it climbed to number one. Who's buying this? Uh, making sure one of only two acts to have a number one song on any Billboard chart in the past seven consecutive decades. Uh, which that part is pretty cool. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song also topped the U.S. Billboard uh, Adult Contemporary, spending three consecutive weeks at number one and extending its run as Cher's longest solo number one on the chart. Yeah, it's a song. Yeah, it's a song. Uh, I don't know what to say about this other than I don't like that uh, an 80-year-old woman is singing about, like, leaving a party and not having uh, – or going to a party and looking for love and – uh, the DJ starts playing when she fucking gets in there and she wants to kiss some dude under the mistletoe. I'm like, Cher, you're fucking old. Yeah. You're it fucking so- old. It sounds like it's like, it sounds like a Cher song because it's a, like a nineties beat with auto tune. Yeah. Uh, like an immense amount of auto tune. Um, but yeah, it's not a good song. DJ, play me a country song. Play me a Christmas song. Play me a Christmas song. You gotta I, sound like Kermit the Frog. Dude, that's what Cher sounds like. <laughs> but yeah, not a How good one. How the fuck does she get popular? I legitimately don't know, man. Well, but to be fair, like, Believe is a banger, though. Do you believe in love after love? Yeah, dude. 
I can feel something inside myself. Uh-huh. Really don't think I'm strong enough, no. no. <laughs> You're living life after love. <laughs> oh, oh. This is like on par with your Boston accent. Is bad impressions. <laughs> it's up there. But yeah, not a good song. <laughs> this one sucks. Dude, my uh, share is fucking great. <laughs> this one fucking really sucks. Uh, I I threw this. I threw this. Uh, I sent it to Spencer without even listening to it because I knew it was gonna be bad. Uh, we were coming up with songs we wanted to play, and I was like going through Christmas playlists on Spotify, and I was like, oh, this one really fucking sucks. Oh, dude. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't even have to listen to it, and uh, I was right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, dude. My gut. This one, this one, <laughs> honestly, it's like this one, and and but why is it so cold? Really bring down the whole fucking playlist. I gotta say, yeah. like those two are the duds of this one. This one is bad. This one's so fucking uh, bad. I'm going point five on it. Zero point five. Zero point five. Fuck, dude. I think I might go. <laughs> I might go zero Zero point three. Just to give it a zero point four. Zero point four. Zero point four out of ten. You know. Share it's maybe time to hang it up, dude. Um, uh, yeah, hang up, hang up everything, hang up the auto tune. Yeah, I mean the auto tune budget was like insane, dude. I just don't understand like why she's still going. Like Dolly was performing at the halftime show a few weeks ago. I had no problem with that. She fucking yeah. rocked it. This isn't an ageism thing. Some it's, people, some people know when to call it quits. Some like, people know when to call it quits. Dolly doesn't need to call it quits. Cher fucking needs to call like it quits. Jack Nicholson's done making movies. Yeah, he knew it was time. He knew it was time. Yep. Which you know what? Fair enough. He also has some mental health issues, but yeah, that's he, uh, yeah. He knew it was time. He knew it was time. I mean, if you get dementia, it's probably time. Yeah, it's fair. You know, <laughs> what was the last good Jack Nicholson movie? The Departed. Yeah, like almost twenty years ago. Yeah, I feel like that's the last one. I mean, I'm trying to think what came out after that. The Bucket List. The Bucket List. Um, what really has he been in since then? I don't know. I don't know. His best movie is probably Chinatown. Yeah, Chinatown's really good. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, The Shining. Easy Rider. Yeah. But he's a side character in Easy Rider. I mean, I, I would say, like, The Shining, though, too, is, like, yeah. that. that's a prime example of, like, just... Some of the most fucking phenomenal acting cocaine, I've ever seen. Cocaine, dude. Cocaine. Dude. Yeah, cocaine. Dude. Um, but yeah, this is not one uh, I would want to party to. Uh, this no. Is not, a, uh, not a fun... I don't get the, like... Like who this song is made for? No, um, this is one like I've I've been curious about a couple songs like when people make like dance Christmas tracks like, um, if I'm going out on Christmas time to like party or like go to a club, I wouldn't expect like club Christmas music. Yeah, I don't want that. No, I don't like, want that. I would expect like the standards of going to a club. I wouldn't want to listen to like this. Although let me say this. I hope that Cher next follows this up with a trap rap fucking <laughs> Christmas Christmas bop. You I know? don't think that's coming from Cher. I, uh, I would love to see it. <laughs> Cher rapping. I don't think that's going to happen. She can barely sing. Yeah, that's so. true. Honestly, uh, this song made me wish that she had taken some trips on Jack Nicholson's boat. <laughs> <laughs> Right. On that one, we're going to give that one a point four. That song 0.4 out of 10. Sucks. We have to add the 0.4 yes, out of 10 that so that people don't get confused. That song sucks. Uh, before we move on, uh, I, I think it's time to grab a coffee break. I, yes. I have some coffee made, so yes. I'll grab us some Fuck coffee. Yeah. Yes, we better. Number nine on the list is uh, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber. Okay, this one I think might be a little like... Down the middle. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it either, but, like, I I think that, okay, I think that, A, it actually ended up kind of 
doing what it was going to, what he said it, it was going to do and became a big song, become a big fucking yeah. song that is still played every year. Uh, in usually again in Starbucks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, fuck man, it gets airplay. It gets. It's actually not a. Terrible it's not a terrible song. song. No. It's way better than the rest of his Christmas album. Yeah, that's for goddamn Spencer, sure. The little drummer boy uh, remix with Busta Rhymes, uh, which is awful. Um, pa rum pa pum pum. Pa rum pa pum 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 pum. He throws that in there. This is Jay Beebs on the snare on the snare drum. <laughs> okay, so mistletoe though. Is a song by Canadian singer Justin yes. Bieber. Uh, the song was written by Bieber and his producers uh, Nasri Atway and Adam Maysinger. Uh, the song was released on October 17th, 2011, as the lead single from his second studio album and first Christmas album, Under the Mistletoe. Probably. Um, yeah, this song fucking was everywhere. And it reached the top 10 in Canada, Denmark, Norway, and slightly missed the top 10 in the U.S., peaking at number 11, uh, while reaching the top 40 in nine other countries. It uh, set the record for highest debut for a Christmas song on the Billboard charts at number two. Chestnuts roasting like a hot July. And it was, uh, or, or, oh, no, highest debut for a Christmas chart uh, song on the Holiday Hot 100. It was number two on the Adult Contemporary and number one on the holiday chart. If you, shoddy will you. It was three times platinum. Nice. I, I'm going to go right in the middle on this one. Well, I, I was going to say the, the music video. Fun fact about that. You, did you watch the music video? Yeah, it's got a... Uh, Selena Gomez lookalike? Yeah. 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 Which, like, I was like, I was like, nice. Nice one, Justin. Nice. And then he, she made him cry. Yeah. And talked about it on Letterman. Yeah. That made David laugh really hard. Which is pretty fucking hard to do. Yeah. yeah. Also, also pretty heartbreaking. I gotta say. Yeah. Like, like, not that Justin Bieber is probably like the the. I don't know. He doesn't seem like a bad dude. He seems like somebody who just got famous really fucking young. Yeah. I I honestly like I now like after in a retrospective you kind of gotta feel bad for the guy. Like yes, he was extremely famous, made a bunch of money, but he also like lost the majority of his childhood. He, yeah. You know, faced like extreme hate from like a majority of the population he also you know probably had a hard time making friends that were dudes well like having friends that are like real friends yeah imagine how many yes men are in his life because he's rich and he's famous he's got money oh yeah well you saw it happen to him like he you know you're 18 years old and you have millions of dollars in ferraris and you can go and party and do whatever you want with basically no consequences yeah um the fact that he's not dead um you know, is, is kind of a miracle. It is a miracle. Uh, and you know what? Like, uh, good for him for fucking kind of pulling it together. Also his new music. I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, everything from his album fucking purpose onwards. I've been like, I can bop this. I, it's not terrible. It's music. not bad. No, it's, I mean, it's pretty generic pop music, yep. but it's like, it's, it's, it's still good. I think he turned a, turned a leaf. He turned a cheek. I, I mean, I feel, I feel bad for, for him. Like imagine your life like that. Like that's crazy from the time you were, we're young. The fact that he's kind of out of the spotlight now. I mean, he's still Justin Bieber and still very famous, but the fact that, you know, he's uh, managed to keep most of his life pretty low key is probably a testament to his new, new way of living. Yeah. Um, Cause I mean, yeah, I couldn't imagine being that, that young. Like, I mean, he's like what, like probably 13 or 14 when he got famous. Dude, like, he was younger. Yeah. He was younger. He was like 11. Yeah. How crazy is that? It's nuts. That's so ridiculous. Like yeah. the fact that like, and I don't know, I, I like I've seen people like I I know a few people who I did not like I knew them when they were not famous. Yep. 
and uh, and watching peripherally their life fucking change completely when they blow up and suddenly star in the new Hunger Games movie. You're just like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, no, like I I think that's a that's a level that's uh, well, your not whole, healthy. Your whole life changes basically instantaneously, and then when you're not even fully developed as your brain's not fully developed. You have no, that's the other thing you have no like actual concept of, um, you know, you haven't lived life long enough to actually know what a regular normal life is. Like he doesn't know what a regular adult life is. Well, and that's, that's the thing, right? Like everybody that I know that's peripherally became famous. Uh, they've like, uh, it's it's been when they were an adult they've had like life experience but i can't imagine like he didn't like he legitimately didn't choose that you know like that was that was just something that happened and uh you know if i was 11 i probably would have you know my parents would have probably done the same thing like oh shit this is a cool opportunity this is once in a lifetime usher comes knocking on your door yeah he stands to scatter yeah (laughs) usher's like yeah 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 i'd be like yeah yeah but yeah i'm not gonna come here and shit on him he was young when he made the song it's not a bad song um so i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it a seven gonna give it a seven yeah i'm gonna go a 7.25 nice that means that we're at a 7.125 i don't get mad when this comes on i mean i wouldn't listen to it all the time no but uh it, it does kind of force a smile on me i'm not gonna lie there's a there's a little bit of it that makes me go damn it but it's it's basically a standard now yeah so i'm not gonna crap on it it's a good song good job Good job, Jay Beebs. Jay Beebs. Seven whatever. 7.125. There we go. All right. Number 10 is a very good classic. Mm. Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogs. The Pogues. Pogues. Yeah. Pogs, Pogues. Pogues, Pogues. Yes. Pogues, Pogues. Yes. Pogues, Pogues. Yes. Pogues, 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 Pogues. Yeah. Is it Pogues or Pogues? It's the Pogues. Pogues? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fairy Tale of New York is a song written by... Jim Finer and uh, uh, Shane McGowan. Which Shane just recently passed away. Um, lead singer. Rip Shane. Rip Shane. Rip Shane. Uh, and recorded by the Lung- London-based band... The Pogues. The Pogues. <laughs> <laughs> Featuring English singer-songwriter Christy McCall on vocals. Uh, the song is an Irish folk-style ballad and was written as a duet with the Pogues singer McCowan taking on the role of the male character and Mikhail pay, uh, playing the female character. It was re- originally released as a single on November 23rd, uh, 1987 and later featured on the Pogues' 1988 album If I Should Fall From Grace With God. Uh, it originally began in 1985. The song had a troubled two-year development history, undergoing rewrites and aborted attempts at recording, and losing its original female vocalist along the way, before finally being completed in August of 1987. Uh, although the single has never been uh, in the UK Christmas number one, uh, being kept at number two on its original release by the Pet Shop Boys cover of Always On My Mind, uh, which is a which is a pretty good song. Good cover. Not going to lie, that's, yeah. a, that's a pretty fucking banger of a song. Uh, it was uh, it proved enduring popularity with both music critics and the public. To date, the songs reached the UK top twenty on twenty separate occasions since its original release in nineteen eighty seven, including every year at Christmas since two thousand and five. It's a raw track. It's a good song. It's a good song. I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea, um, but it's a it's a the lyrics are you know they're not uh, traditional Christmas lyrics. It's um, you know a uh, it kind of tells a story. You're a bum. It. You're a maggot. You're a cheap, lousy. <laughs> yep. It's, uh, you know, he's, uh, 
kind of takes the role on uh, pretty well of the uh, drunk, um, bummy, uh, you know, guy on Christmas. Yeah, um, and she takes on the role great of, uh, of, of being fed up with her drunk fucking husband. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's not a traditional Christmas song, but it is a good one. Um, like I said before, it's not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, I do think his vocals, like he, it's an acquired taste. Um, he some of his, some of the Pogues music on its own. They're an interesting band in itself because they're like singing traditional folk music, but they're kind of like rebel punky. Yeah, it's a weird combination of the two. Um, they have. They a would really, be way more popular if they formed today. Yeah, they had a really great song I grew up listening to called "Dirty Old Town." Um, that's a song I have a like a deep personal connection with growing up that was sung at like I don't know, we do a lot of sing song in Newfoundland that was sung <laughs> all the time. Uh very popular, uh very good song. Uh this one I got into later in life. Um wasn't one that was played surprisingly in my household um around Christmas. Really? Um, nope, not something that was really a standard for us, but I do like the song. Like I said, I think it's a quiet taste. I do think his vocals are a little rough. Um, I wouldn't say they're, uh, you know, traditional or no. good sounding. Um, they're definitely like this is one of those songs where you're not listening it to it for the the quality of the vocals. You're listening to it for the story that he's telling. Yes, and the emotion behind them. Yes, and I would say like overall, I mean, I wouldn't you wouldn't peg him as a uh, fantastic singer. He's more of a unique voice. Um, you know, and unique personality in music in itself. It's kind of a shame he's gone, but he had a lot of demons to deal with. Um, and he certainly sounds like it. Oh yeah. Um, it's rough around, it's raw around the edges. I mean, I think she's got a great, great voice. Um, and the combination of the two is, uh, is it, it works. It complements yes. each other, you know? Yes. It's, uh, it's, it's also funny cause the origins of this song, I just want to say this before we, we get into like rating it or anything, mm. but apparently, uh, one of the alleged origins is that their pro- uh, producer at the time was Elvis Costello and he bet them that they couldn't write a hit Christmas track. Yeah. So they fucking, he probably thought he was fucking making good money on that one. Cause I wouldn't have bet oh, that either. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, it was number one in Ireland, five times platinum in the UK and two times platinum in New Zealand. Yeah. New Zealand? New Zealand. New Zealand? Uh, I'm going to come in, I think, at uh, 7.75. 7.75? I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go an 8.25 so that it's an 8. Nice. I think that's a fair rating for that one. I think, like I said before, some people really love this song. I, I think there's some people out there that don't. Um, I think it's uh, down the middle on this one, but I personally enjoy it. I know you do, too. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go 7.75. This one slaps. It's good. It fucks. Um, all right, so number 11 on our list is Don't Shoot Me Santa by The Killers. Yeah, okay, I love this song. We've covered The Killers before. Now, I think it's great because what I realized when, when you sent this is that uh, we have two songs in here about Santa doing horrible things. Yes. We have one about Santa uh, uh, essaying elves. Yes. And we have one about Santa uh, 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 going to kill a little boy. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. I you like got that a bullet in your gun. <laughs> a bullet in your what? <laughs> a bullet in your gun. Don't shoot me Santa Claus. I've been a clean living boy. I promise you. <laughs> do every little thing you ask me to. Honestly, it's a really good song. Uh, okay, so Don't Shoot Me Santa was uh, released. November 27th, 2007, as a digital download, a portion of the proceeds from this song went to AIDS charities as a part of the uh, Product Red campaign uh, headed by Bono and Bobby Shriver. 
Uh, it is the Killers' second Christmas downloaded uh, download single following their 2006 uh, "A Great Big Sled." Uh, it was number 23 in Canada, number eight on the U.S. Bubbling Under Hot 100 singles, and number 21 in Scotland. Uh, so the U.S. Bubbling Under the Hot 100 singles. This is now non-existent, but what it used to be was any track that was like gaining in popularity but not hitting the Hot 100 would be on the bubbling under the Hot 100 singles chart. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just fucking go, this is number 211. <laughs> yeah. That's true. why we have the Billboard 200 now. It's true. Um, I like this song. I think it's fun. Um it's catchy as all fuck. Oh yeah, super catchy. Uh, really distinctly a killer's track too. Yes, it you hear it, track. you listen to it, and you go, "Yeah, that's a killer's track." I understand yeah. it now. Yeah, no, it's a fun song. Um, literally, it tells this kid's been bad, and Santa's chasing him down to assassinate him. Um, yeah, and he's like telling Santa not to, and then Santa's got like a real interesting like <laughs> vocals on Santa. Um, lots of talking, lots of singing. Um, the course, like I said, is catchy as all hell. Um, Which, yeah, honestly, that might be why Mormon children are so well-behaved, is yeah. if Santa, <laughs> to them, might come and kill them. Yeah. And send them to hell. Yeah. Send them to heck, I mean. Yeah. So they're Mormon. Send them to a, the bad planet. The bad planet. <laughs> yeah. The one you're, gonna, where... you're, gonna, you're not going to get into BYU this year. Yeah. You're not going to get to go with the 10,000 of us that make it into heaven. Yeah. Well, you're not getting your own planet. you got to share your planet. you got to share your planet. And that sucks. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, good song. Um, I also would say, I don't know, I discovered this might not be everybody's cup of tea either because I played it for Sarah. She didn't like it. Really? Uh, no, not for her. She said it sounds like a couple different songs in one song. I never thought about it that way. I mean, yes, but it also I do feel like it it incorp like it does incorporate some very different sounds throughout yeah. the song. Uh, but I think that it it it's mixed well enough and it the transition is smooth enough that I don't notice it that jarring. Definitely not a standard. I don't think this no. is one that's going to be played all that often. Um, I think this is one that you throw on at a holiday party to fuck with people. Yeah, like I only thought about it because I was actually with my brother the other day and I was we were like talking about Christmas songs. I was like, do you remember that fucking Keller's one? He's like, I don't remember. And then as soon as I put it on, he's like, oh yeah, I remember. It. So, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go uh, I, I mean, I personally love this song, but I'm not going to, you know, put it up with the, the greats that we've already rated today. Yeah. I'm going to go with seven on it. Yeah, I'd, I'd follow I'm following you with a seven on yeah. this one. I think um, it's a fun song. I think it's, if you like it, you like it. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with seven. I think it's right, right kind of in the middle there. A little bit better than poor, um, you know. Better than poor. Yeah. Hey, that's that's uh, not me right now. I am poor. That's me. I'm a little better than poor. You're a little I better. I can afford uh, sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, oh, yeah. I guess we should have mentioned our sweaters at the start uh, with my – this is Siobhan's sweater. It's a Nutcracker uh, Alberta Ballet cast of 1990 sweater. Mine's from the mall. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Any specific store in the mall, or did uh, you just I, find it on a bench? No, I actually ordered it <laughs> online, like, not for Christmas wear, but then uh, it's become my holiday sweater of this year. It's a good, it's from, it's a good holiday it's sweater. Hollister. Hollister. Yep. Nice. It doesn't smell like cologne. Oh. It smells like B.O. because I'm wearing it. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I like the sweater. Um, yep. Nice. I think it was on sale. I like that sweater. Thanks, man. I also like that I'm wearing an elf costume right yeah. now. Yeah, Dollarama. You know what? Uh, so uh, Red Richardson, uh, you know, like the the year yes. is podcast. Yeah, stay toxic. Uh, stay toxic. Uh, when when they did their their holiday episode, uh, Bobby tricked Red into wearing an elf costume nice. <laughs> on the episode. 
uh, and uh, Red was pissed off the whole time. Uh, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Uh, but now Red Richardson blew up, so maybe now that I'm wearing an elf costume, I'm going to blow up in the new year. I hope so. I hope so. We can only hope. Yeah. We can, can only dream. hope. One can dream. One can dream. I, uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. We'll, we'll get into the last song, and then we have a bonus track. But we'll yes, cap it off on yes. it. And when I do the bonus track, I'll also tell you a little fun story. Okay, so the last track on our 12 songs of Misfits this year is Linus and Lucy by the Vince uh, Gardali Trio. Yeah, this is a fun one. This is from the uh, Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack. Yeah. Um, this is the one with the piano. Yeah. They have that weird breakdown in the middle. Um, I have a funny story about this, actually. Really? Um, Yeah, I uh, did a Charlie Brown Christmas play, Mm. um, and I played the piano guy. Ooh. Um, I forget his name. Uh, Uh, That is Linus, I believe. Is it? Yeah, Linus with the blanket? No, he doesn't play the piano. I thought he did. No, there. Oh, Linus has the blanket. Yeah, he has the blanket. He plays the blanket. Who fucking plays the piano? I don't remember. He wears a purple shirt, I think. Um, anyways, I uh, had a little tiny piano, like very, very small. Um, I didn't actually play it because I can't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, but I mind playing the piano when the little breakdown went down. I, you want to hold this quick? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I used to go, I was like this. I was like. And that was my big role, and I got big laughs. Oh, dude. Um, so, yeah, I did that the entire time. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. What fun. grade was this? Oh, seven, I think, or eight. Fuck was, yeah, dude. I was, uh, yeah, not the first play I was in. The first play I was in, I was a slice of toast. Really? Um, yep. It was about the food groups. Uh, I was carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a slice of bread. Um, followed up by the year after that, I was Elvis in... Uh, Christmas around the world. Nice. Uh, Elvis was actually alive and well in uh, Hawaii, and uh, I uh, got to play Elvis. And I didn't sing. I'm. Uh, I did uh, some miming. Nice. Of uh, Maliki Likimaka and uh, Blue Christmas, and for some reason Jailhouse Rock. Um, okay. Yeah, I had three big songs. That's that I, that's three big solos from a boy. Yeah, I was in grade four. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, then I went into. You know, after my popularity, I had to take a little time away. Uh, <laughs> and then I came back for Charlie Brown Christmas years later. Um, and then I was in Fiddler on the Roof. And uh, That's yeah. fucking wild, dude. Yeah. You know what's crazy is uh, uh, the first play that I was in, I was in the Nativity play. Nice. Uh, in my school. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, I got cast as the donkey. Nice. And I was pissed. I wanted to be Joseph. Yeah. I was like, that's the fucking lead, dude. I, I want to be that guy. Yeah. And uh, my teacher was, had to convince me that the donkey was the lead. So I was playing the tambourine in it. I had a tambourine solo. Okay. I have a... I, I, I wasn't supposed to have a tambourine solo. I have a theory. Now, this might be controversial because it's religion. But wouldn't, like, this whole story of Baby Jesus be, like, a really good episode of, like, Jerry Springer or Maury? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's like... 
it's a miracle baby. <laughs> just like, well, we never had sex. Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to be the father? Which of these wise men was it? Yeah. I mean, Probably the one that brought gold. I feel like it would be a really good episode. Of, I mean, uh, one of those daytime What if TV it was shows? the one who brought fucking myrrh? Imagine, like, Joseph gets the you're not the father and he just starts, like, dancing. <laughs> he starts, like, doing backflips and shit. <laughs> Dude, I, I just also wonder, like, why the fuck, like, I don't know. There's a lot about that story that I just, I'm always confused by. It doesn't make sense. doesn't really make sense. Uh, and Christians are, like, chill with that uh, uh, premarital birth, you yeah. know, out of wedlock. But it's because it was a miracle. Yeah. It was a miracle. A miracle. Even though, like, you know, there's a giant jump in the Jesus story. Like, there's, like, you know, him being born, and then there's him at 12 years old, like, having a temper tantrum in a fucking market, and then it just jumps to him being a cult leader. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a massive gap in there. I'm like, what did he do between the ages of 13 and uh, and 29? Healed some lepers. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I you know? know? He partied. <laughs> fucking yeah he made some great wine yeah i bet anything he just invented wine and they were like yo he turned fucking water into wine dude yeah. that's wild yeah i don't know i don't know but uh we have a lot of traditions and because of him that's true yeah uh a lot of them are, are pretty good though like i, I like get, christmas i get socks every year yeah dude, dude easter is also not that bad I've never ever bought socks yeah Think of a time you ever bought socks. Usually fun socks. Yeah, fun socks. I I'll, I'll buy fun socks. Like regular I'll go socks. to like Journeys, like, get some funky, a funky sock pack when I get some new chucks, you know? I like uh, I like the socks I get. Puma or Champion every year. Ooh. Yeah. Are you an ankle sock guy? No. Ah. I'm a regular sock guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, a ankle sock in the summer and long sock in the, in the winter. I'm actually thoroughly anti-sock, but... That's fair. Story. I'm think. also not wearing socks right now. Yeah. Why are you wearing shoes? I, I don't <laughs> know. I, in your own house. I forgot that I was wearing shoes. You, you go to America for a week and you start wearing shoes inside your house? Dude, I'm fucking American as fuck, dude. You're weird, dude. Dude, I'm America as fuck. Yeah, I noticed that earlier. I didn't want to say anything about that. Yeah, no, dude. I, I, forgot forgot yeah. I forgot about it. I forgot about it because, like, you know, everywhere in America, you don't have to do that. Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty dope country in a lot of ways. It is. I, I'm not anti-US. I, I, I could see myself living in LA if I had money. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, liked, I liked my time in New York. Oh, dude. Everyone I talked to in LA was like, oh, I love Vancouver when I heard I was from Canada. And I'm like, fucking we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you just named one of the worst places. Everybody's moving to, from here from Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah, in Toronto. But a lot of people are moving, like, uh, in the film industry, we're moving back from Vancouver uh, when, because we had the big film spike for a yeah, while there. Nice. Um, okay, Linus and Lucy, we fucking really went off on a yeah, tangent Yeah, we've there. been doing that the whole episode. Uh, I, I like this song. This one's fun, man. It's a classic as well. No lyrics. Certified just, gold. Just fucking great piano playing and... Uh, Good memories. And it always plays on the radio yep. in both Canada and the U.S. Yep. I like the song. The song's good. I like the movie. The movie's good. And Charlie Brown Christmas is funny. It's uh, wholesome. Did you know that the Weather uh, Network uses it as its background music for the holiday season? Didn't know that. And they've done it since 1999. Didn't know that. I'm not a big Weather Network guy. Dude, I fucking love the Weather Network. I love the Weather Network. I don't want to watch the Weather Network, dude. I, it's I have this thing called the phone. And yeah, I, I know, look but at it for about five seconds, dude. Know I have such is. good memories of the Weather Network because, like, we used to have to watch it, like, you know, back home. Yeah. If you're like, you know, ranch kid, you'd find out if school was canceled from the Weather Network, yeah. uh, and you'd find out because they phoned you. But like, you'd find out because like the yeah. fucking TV would tell you. 
Uh, but uh, the Weather Network was dope because you'd watch it for like it's like just the same thing looped over like an yeah. hour. Oh, it's fucking great. Yeah, it's great, dude. Well, I'm not. Uh, can't say I've uh, been a big Weather Network guy. Whenever I'm in a hotel room, I turn on the Weather Network. Really? Yeah, it's fun. Interesting. I'm like, what's the weather going to be like in this location? Learning more and more about you every day. Yeah. I spent yeah. a lot of times. I realized that I spent more time in a, in hotel rooms or like or Airbnbs or like not my own bed than my own bed this year. How does that make you feel? Feels pretty good, actually. Yeah? It's, it's not a bad feeling. Winning. I, I will say, though. <laughs> winning. <laughs> Tiger blood, bro. Uh, no, but uh, I, I feel like it's funny that I bought a mattress this year. Like, that was what I spent a lot of my, like, Fargo money on was a, like, good mattress. You don't even use it. I, I've barely fucking used it, dude. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. All right, so. Uh, I, I love this song. This song's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a 9 out of 10. You're spot on. I was thinking a 9, too. I love this song, and. Uh, I think this is definitely a standard. I oh, think it's, yeah. um, I don't know, probably the best part of the. I mean, there's a good bunch of good songs on this album, but this one I think is unique. It's not. Uh, it's not the other ones. <laughs> You're getting at the point of the podcast where I'm running out of things to say. Yeah. Uh, I like this song. It slaps. Good song. Nine out of ten. It's a really good song. Yep. Uh, okay. So now we have one last song, and this is a bonus song. Bonus track. Because I just found out about it before uh, uh, before the episode started recording. Yeah. So we might take two seconds here to listen to a song, and then we will come back at you. All right. So our bonus track. Yes. For uh the so this is number thirteen. We have a baker's dozen nice misfits for Christmas songs. Nice. Uh and this one is from Friends of the Show, the Doohickeys, called Sunny in seventy two, featuring Haley Orantia. I like the song. It's um kind of what we were talking about. You said it was weird in LA being there at Christmas time. Yeah. That's literally what the song's about. It's being sunny and not having snow and uh getting tan lines around Christmas and it doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. They want it to not be sunny and not be hot because it's Christmas. And, and, and also fucking phenomenal, uh, like steel pedal guitar. Yes. Holy fuck. That is, is so cool. It's a nice little country tune. It's a nice little ditty. ditty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude. And also funny because it, it came out, uh, literally it, the YouTube thing says an hour ago. Uh, we are number viewer. Number one. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, good song. Good, good job, song. guys. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, Lab Steel was by Jordan Bush. So shout out to Jordan Bush. I yeah. met him. He was very nice. Um, yeah, I, I would I would say this is a good song. Uh, I enjoyed I... it. Pardon? I said I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. Nice little bonus track. Nice little bonus track. Are nice we little... gonna... are we gonna rate it? Yeah, I think we'll rate it. I'll go to fucking nine. I'll go a nine too. I'll go a nine too. Good work, two hickeys. We good work, two hickeys. Friends of the podcast. Friends of the podcast. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's our Christmas episode. Holy well, fuck! What a it feels weird doing a long one now that we've been so tight with our. Hours. We've been really tight with them, but I mean, also this is our last one of the year, and it's our fifty second episode, so yep. it's technically our one year, like one year of episodes. Yes. Even though we've been going for uh, thirteen months now. Yeah. Which actually is pretty good. We only we only missed a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, like fourteen months, I believe. Yeah, started in September, I think, Graham. Uh, we recorded in September, but we didn't release our first one until October. Nice. Well, it feels good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad to to be doing this with you. Another glad to year. be doing it. I'm not sure exactly where we're gonna be back. We'll we'll be back, but I don't yeah. know what the plan is. We're gonna go spend some time with our families and enjoy some time off of work and all yeah. that fun stuff. But uh, man, it's been fun. I feel like this has been a great year. Um, overall, it's yeah. been a great year for you professionally. It's been 
you know, an awesome year for both of our lives personally. Yeah. Um, can't say much more. I mean, uh, it's been great. What would you say are your top three favorite things that happened to you this year? Um, certainly getting engaged. Yep. Um, that was a big one for me. Um, I would say starting my new job was a big thing for me. Um, actually, you know, enjoying what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. Is, <laughs> that's uh, that's helpful. Yes. Um, and then the third one is, I mean, we got a new cat. That's been pretty fantastic. Um, you know, doing stuff with you every week, seeing my, you know, one of my bestest friends every week and uh, spending time together. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm super grateful for that. I'm, you know, I'm grateful for people that listen to Two Idiots Talk every week and yeah, um, all the people we've met, all the stuff I've done this year. It feels like it's been a big year for me personally. I mean, 25 is a strange age to be. You're out of your early 20s where you can't really fuck around anymore, but you're not quite 30. So, you know, you've still got time to make mistakes and time to learn, but dude, it's know. a weird, weird, uh, your, your late twenties are weird because you have more security as a person. And like, even, even if you're financially insecure, you're still a little bit more secure financially mm-hmm. because you, you understand where you fucked up in your early twenties. Yeah. And I also feel like it, you, you do realize that just how young you feel until you hang out with young people. Mm-hmm. Like when I meet an 18 year old now, I feel fucking old yeah but when i hang out with like old people i feel fucking young you know but uh, i mean i'm uh, super thankful Uh, everybody in my family is happy and healthy and all my friends are happy and healthy and you know life's been good this year which i can't say it's been that way every year so yeah the fact that i've had uh you know a very smooth year i'm uh, very happy um you know i'm uh, grateful for a lot of different things yeah. What about you, man? What's the best three things that happened to you this year? I, I would put engaged up there as number one as well. Yes. I think that that's like kind of obvious that has to be the number one. You yes. know, a personal life thing, that's that's a big one. Um, I would say, like, honestly, uh, getting to actually hang out with friends more has been a big one for mm-hmm. me. Not just the person or the professional stuff, because the professional stuff, I mean, I think that we I talk about it enough on the podcast where I'm like yeah. happy about the things that have happened. You know, the tour that I did in, in the spring, my first headlining tour, that was fun. Uh, getting to do this theater tour with Pawagan was great. Getting performed to be on, in the U.S. Yeah, yeah performed Fargo. in the U.S. for the first time. Fargo, fucking uh, Quest Theater here in Cal- uh, Calgary. I did the show with them, you know. Like, professionally, things were, were really good this year, and, and I think the podcast was good. But but I, I really am thankful for the friendships, and, and I think that that was one of the things that was really nice about even just being in L.A. recently was uh, getting to actually meet people that I've been friends with for a long time. Mm-hmm you know peripherally or online and and getting to actually hang out with them and get to know them like i was i was i was surprised with uh the 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 you know the 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 amount of uh deepening that i had with friendships i've already had this year and the new ones that i've made you know like i i'm really thankful that i got to do pawagan and i got to like everybody in the cast became really good friends of mine but especially mitchell saddleback who was my fucking roommate in uh in halifax you know like he's one of the funniest dudes and one of the nicest guys and and our show that we did in Yellowknife together like our stand up show i think honest to god was my favorite comedy show i've done all year because it was just like it, it, we were both having so much fun you know mm-hmm. and it was fun cuz you were just there's no pressure you're just hanging out with your buddy yeah. and making people laugh uh so i don't know i uh yeah i'm 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 happy about those things and i want to thank everybody that's come on the podcast yeah. that's listened to the podcast um 
You know, shout out to the veto. Shout out to Sam Sam for being a part of this yeah. for a good chunk of the year. So I want to thank everybody that's had a hand in, you know, making this fun for us. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, we just have fun every week and, you know. And and you know what? Like it's it's uh, you know, the whole reason to do it was because we wanted to yeah. and we're we're still doing it because we want to yeah. and uh and we're we're growing and I love seeing that. I love seeing our numbers slowly grow uh and you know everybody that's honestly like every guest that has donated their time I am thankful for. You know yeah. like we had the the Vitos, the Doohickeys, uh like fucking Forrest Shaw, Forrest Haitia, Brett Cassidy, Brittany Lysing, Nolene Hoffman, Cowboy Cole, like fuck man. Tyler Susie from Tyler Susie, yeah. Big pile of leaves. Fuck. I mean, we've if we're forgetting anybody, I hope we're not. But I, mean, I really hope we're not too. But I, I don't think so. I think that is everyone. Yeah, Brittany, the whole gang. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, I've, I've learned a lot. I think we've slowly gotten, uh, gotten pretty crisp at this old thing. I think uh, it's been hiccups and bumps along the way. But yeah, I, I wouldn't do it with anybody else. I wouldn't either. I couldn't imagine doing no. this with anyone else. Also, it's funny that you said uh, we've gotten pretty crisp with it after we just did a two-hour-long episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Who cares? But no, I'm thankful for everybody that's been a part of this, and uh, you know, we're still we're, we we haven't accomplished everything we've wanted to accomplish, but that's okay. That's There's okay. Lots of time. We got we got some cool shit too. Thanks yeah. for Amazon for yep giving us that big old bump. That was cool as hell. Yep, Amazon. We're thankful for and uh, Cax. I mean, we got a shout out to Cax. Shout, shout out, out to Cax. Sean. Sean for letting us come use his space for a while. That was that was awesome. Shout out for London Drugs for yeah selling me this mic. Shout out to Siobhan for buying a mic years ago because awesome. she was going to do a podcast and now I'm using it. Also, shout out to Siobhan and you for letting us use your space for a good chunk of the year. Yeah, how I wild mean, is it that we're back at the yeah. like OG corner too? It's weird because I mean, like I. I've always said this, but I like to always bring it up. I'm super, super thankful that you were let us in here for, I don't know. I mean, we were hours and hours and hours we've spent in here. Oh yeah. That's, you know, taking, you know, time out away from you guys spending time together, being in your house, you know, also puts it, put Siobhan out. So I'm thankful for that too. It's okay. Today I, I, I tied her up to the tree outside. So nice. she has a place to go pee. She's the little angel on top of the tree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Well, Happy Merry New Christmas, Year. everyone. Happy New Year. See you in 2024. Uh, big things coming. Big things coming. Um, yeah. We got some big things that might happen. Like, we actually do have some cool things that are in the works. And if they happen, I'm really excited. So, yeah. All right. Well, cheers, everyone. If you made it this far. If you made it this far, <laughs> anal contusions. <laughs>